The fans here in the arena don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. And so as soon as we get any kind of information, we will certainly pass it along. Because the game the tonight has been postponed. You are all safe. And take your time in leaving the arena tonight and do so in an orderly fashion. Thank you for coming out tonight. Be willing to rewatch a movie. Claire, Claire, Claire. You can't do that again. That's not fair. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. Ah! Their defense is atrocious. I'm, I'm sort of the rock star. Right on the cowboy. People. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the playing there. Oh man, I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? It feels like the last four years there have been these like dramatic moments in politics, but then the last year or so, uh, it feels like there have been these really seismic cultural things happening that like kind of transcend sports and sort of yeah. bleed into sports, which is what we talk about on this podcast, but like... It's really strange. Uh, obviously, we're talking now about a global pandemic. If uh, anyone listening hasn't figured that out, we're talking about the coronavirus today, which the NBA announced uh, abruptly last night that they were suspending the season. Um, they announced last night, Wednesday night, after a Utah Jazz player, Rudy Gobert, tested positive for the coronavirus moments before a game in Oklahoma City. So here we are, Ben. Um, yeah, the league announced that they were suspending the season uh, effective Thursday, and um, the final game of Wednesday night's slate between the Kings and the Pelicans was basically canceled just you know shortly after the announcement. And uh, I, yeah, I haven't uh, read uh, a, a detailed story about this, but I he- I heard kind of in passing. Is it true that the um, so that game, which was scheduled for ten thirty, the the Jazz Thunder game was suspended right before tip off at what, like nine thirty uh, Eastern time, somewhere around there, maybe um, or yeah. nine, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, okay, or sorry, uh, Kings Pelicans was scheduled at ten thirty, and the league hadn't made a call, and the game was still scheduled, and then it wasn't until the Pelicans players basically said we're not playing. Right? As, did you it hear was that? Wild I, man. I mean, like, yeah, there was so there was the seismic like sh- announcement from Woj and Shams that the you know the the sort of one sentence tweet being like the le- the league is canceled or suspended the season, um, and then like a solid hour passed where yeah. like the entire <laughs> like world... there was still a there was still a game just sitting there. I'm like checking NBA.com and it's like. Uh, yeah, there's still a game that hasn't been played tonight that is on the schedule for 10.30. Uh, this is after uh, not only the Utah Thunder game was canceled, but the league uh, had been officially suspended. Yeah, the league announced, <laughs> and it's like, like this duh. is our position, we're suspending the season. And then uh, there was a 10.30 game between the Kings and the Pelicans, and I saw people tweeting, like, how are they going to play this game? I was like, wait, they suspended the season. Does that yeah. not... Does that not mean that like tonight? What a weird, what a weird moment, man! Yeah, it's wild. This is the 
craziest thing that's ever happened in NBA history. I mean, obviously, it's not, uh, you know, we're doing a, we do a basketball podcast, so that's what we're focusing on here. But it should probably be said at the top here that this is, yeah, much uh, obviously, needless, needless to say, um, much bigger and more important. And it, we should also, like, make it very clear, like, the NBA did the right thing. This is, this should have oh, happened pro- yeah. probably weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah i think my frustration with the league which i expressed to you yesterday is like first of all i think the league did the right thing by suspending the season uh i don't think that playing games without fans but continuing to play the games was really the solution yeah Um, i know it's funny how they they, it's not safe enough that was like literally their plan for like a day and then Within 24 hours, it was just like, oh, well, this is... I was like, how... So if it's not, not safe happening. for fans to be there, why is it safe for players and coaches yeah. and Yeah, it was a person? ridiculous was like, half measure. Um, make a decision about whether or not it's safe. Yeah. Um, and again, this is so much larger than the NBA. It's almost comical now that, like, there was a debate about this. Like, literally, right. the entire of the entire country of Italy is like on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're debating about whether to play games uh, <laughs> in the NBA here in America. But what what I found really curious yesterday, which I expressed to you was like, you know, they determined, uh, I think yesterday morning, afternoon, that the Nets and the, the Brooklyn Nets were playing, were scheduled to play the Golden State Warriors on Thursday night in, mm-hmm. in the Bay Area in California. And they decided because of the corona outbreak that they wouldn't have fans in the arena, but they were going to move on with the game. And I found that really curious that the NBA determined that it was weird enough, something strange enough was happening that fans shouldn't be allowed in that arena in San Francisco, but yet it was somehow permissible for them to be allowed in the arena in Sacramento, that it was so right. safe for them to T- be going to a Tuesday night and Wednesday Oklahoma night are City. totally cool. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, you know what I mean? Like, have a blanket, make a blanket statement, make a blanket assessment about the situation. Rather be safe than sorry. And yeah, it, the whole I mean, it's thing all... just fucking blew up in their face last night with this situation in Oklahoma City, where they allowed fans in the arena, they allowed the players in the arena. The players yeah. were warming up on the court. Then all of a sudden, both teams, uh, you know, I hate to use the word quarantine, but like quarantine to their benches, you know. No, I mean? that is, you shouldn't hate to use that word, Chris, because that is the accurate word now. Right. <laughs> they are they are quarantined uh, along with, I think, three other teams. Look, let's face it, probably every single player in the NBA is going to be quarantined in the next like 24 hours. Uh, just before we started recording this right now, uh, our friend Lucas tweeted that or uh, texted us that uh, Donovan Mitchell has now tested positive for coronavirus obviously teammate of rudy gobert's but guess what rudy gobert uh has interacted with um you know uh, uh, lots of people and those people have interacted with lots of people i mean we're talking about a virus that you know stay i guess stays in your system for up to 14 days um so in the past 14 days basically you know when you connect the dots like literally every player um you know, coach, training staff, uh, referee in some form or another has come into contact. Um, not to mention like reporters, you know, uh, camera people, everyone, you know, uh, uh, um, arena staff. Um, and it doesn't like, this is just a, a small, um, kind of subset of what's happening across the country, which I think it's like, 
it, it makes sense to me, like sort of how the NBA was was kind of like yeah. how this all felt like it got away, like and escalated yep. like so yep. quickly because that's what's happened on a macro yeah. scale, uh, you know, in the country and in the world. Completely like right. in the in the in the beginning, you're just kind of like. Oh yeah, I heard about this in the news. Okay, I don't think it's going to affect me. Uh, it's all good. Don't need to change my daily life. You know, there's so much inertia. There, there's so much um, uh, reluctance for for people, just natural uh, human reluctance to like change your routine, to have your daily life um, completely disrupted. Not to mention like the amount of money you make, um, uh, or you know, like just all the critical things that that you that you need to like live your day to day. So people didn't want to like fucking face reality. I didn't want to face reality. I wasn't taking this seriously until like last week. Neither did um, I. Yeah, yeah. No and, one did. And, I, like we're not better than anyone else in this country. But it, you're right. It really does speak to how privileged we are um, living in this country that we can just sort of treat these <laughs> global issues as just like a, a current events story where you're like, you just, you read it in the newspaper and sort of raise your eyebrows and you're like, wow, that sounds really wild. Like, yeah, for, like, fuck, I'm, I'm sure glad I don't live in China. Yeah, man, that that's, that's really wild. Uh, anyways, I'm going to go about my day and continue, yeah. you know, going to work or taking my classes or going to the gym or doing whatever it is, you know, it certainly isn't going to interrupt my birthday dinner or, you know, whatever right. it is. And it's like, Actually, that is the most privileged sort of <laughs> mentality to take. And yeah. of course, it would be Americans, frankly, that like have that approach. Because like you said, we don't, you know, we don't want to have our routines interrupted. People don't want right. to, people don't want to be inconvenienced. I hate, I hate yeah. to put it like it's, that, man, but like. It sucks. No, it's, it's like, right. You just, and, and, and you, your whole like kind of, uh, way of thinking about things is completely influenced by that. So it's not even like, you're not even like sort of willfully being ignorant. You're more just like, you're more just kind of a victim of your own inertia and your own sort of routine. Yeah. And your own sort of like privilege and bias, which is like, well, it can't happen to me. You know? Right, right. Because you don't want it, like deep down, it's because you don't want it to happen to you. Right. <laughs> and you don't want to admit uh, that it can and most likely will happen to you. Right. Um, and I feel like it's, you know, now Thursday morning, March 12th, um, you know, this story has been like a, like lingering, in, you know, in the uh, sort of in the zeitgeist for like, you know, over a month now, but not until like literally like last night. I mean, like Monday, uh, this past Monday felt like a turning point. That's when... Um, you know, my office told everyone to start working from home. Mm-hmm. That's when a lot of, yep. you know, businesses and, and schools and stuff started closing. Like this week was like the turning point week. Um, but it's it's just crazy that um, that it's sort of like taken this long. And, and even still, like there's lots of, you know, there's, there's still people questioning like, oh, are we still going to have like NCAA tournament games? You know, South it's by Southwest like got canceled, but they were like up until like, I don't know, two days ago, they were yeah. like, maybe we could still try to do this. It's and insane, dude. It's like, I'm here in New York City. It's like, I can't believe that Broadway shows are happening tonight. It's like, oh, I, oh wait, <laughs> did you see? This is amazing. Um, I mean, also, I want to make it clear here that, um, at, you know, at any point during this podcast, if we like, uh, joke uh, or like yeah, try to like obviously. make light or like bring some levity to the situation. It's purely a coping mechanism. This is obviously uh, an extremely serious and uh, in some cases extremely tragic thing. Yeah. And we have no idea how bad it's going to get still. Um, I can guarantee you it's going to get a lot worse than it is today. Um, 
But uh, but there are also, you know, there's things that we have to find humor and solace in. And one of those, uh, fuck, where am I? Uh... No, I just, like, I can't believe that, like, you know, I saw Scott Rudin was offering fifty dollars discounted fifty dollars tickets to ki- to uh, to kill a mockingbird and like all the all the plays that he's producing on Broadway. I'm like, how to- yeah. how tone deaf can you be? Like, do you not understand what's happening in the world? Like, this is so. <laughs> so here's the <laughs> here's the thing I was looking for. Uh, this is a tweet from at uh, Dr. Phil Goff. So my wife got really excited because there were Broadway tickets at super low prices due to COVID nineteen. Then she saw their disclaimer. They are recommending hazmat suits. <laughs> what? So this is from, I don't know, this is from like some uh, online like uh, posting. The Scott Rudin ticket deal is unprecedented, but does come with the inherent risk of being exposed to the currently incurable and possibly deadly coronavirus. Fans should keep this in mind when purchasing these greatly discounted tickets. I don't know, ben, New York show, I really New York show tickets. <laughs> wait, New York show tickets incorporated is not responsible for any hospital costs, illnesses, or death as a result of viewing a show in a Broadway theater. Face masks, gloves, hazmat suits, hand sanitizer are recommended to be used in any crowded venue in NYC during this pandemic. Look, as, so, as Ben was saying, like, I, listen, people, I, I, you still got to get out of your house. You got to see those great shows. We got cats. We got, we yeah, got Hamilton. These are some, these are some great shows, folks. Just remember to bring your hazmat suit. I mean, um, again, like, like Ben was saying, we don't mean to make light of this. Like I have many friends performing in these shows as an actor here in New York city. Like, Obviously, the flip side of the coin is like people are going to lose jobs. You know, like I, yeah. I have friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have friends in these shows that will lose yeah. their job because the shows will close because attendance yeah. is going to be down, and that's awful and it sucks so bad. But it, it is not, frankly, like you gotta get out of your own bubble and stop yeah, being selfish about this. It's like you know, it's yeah. a bigger tragedy than someone losing their job is like a global pandemic which is yeah, like is having to go to a hospital and they don't have the supplies to treat right. you and you die in a waiting room right um, right. right right which like you know uh, like i don't uh i don't know uh that's a possibility um so and yeah think, like, it's uh, time to kind of like there, fucking there is a dangerous <laughs> thing happening i think in terms of mentality and like you know, I, I'll, I've heard a lot of people say, and which I think is, you know, may, may be true. I'm not even a doctor, but I think it's probably true that like, hey, look, you know, a lot of us are young, healthy people and we're probably going to wind up getting the virus and it's not going to be a big deal. You and I, it's right. we're, you and I, Ben, we're going to be fine. Once, once we get coronavirus, it's inevitable. Once we get it, we'll probably be fine. No big deal. But yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I'll get to sit in my house and watch movies for 14 straight days. Great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But the the danger is, I think, like what people are missing is their responsible, like their social responsibility. Frankly, to exactly transmitting yeah. this to other people who maybe aren't as fortunate, who yeah. maybe don't have as stable an immune system, who are older. You know what I mean? Who this is now? Yeah, this is just, now a social responsibility. It yeah. goes beyond your personal life. Like this it's is. Like, it's like no one cares that you want to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah it's like no yeah. one cares that you want to take a yoga class i know it i know i know you feel better when you take zumba class but like <laughs> get out like get over yourself like you know yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to run around the block instead yeah because it's really um, that's where we're at yeah yeah and it's time to like just fucking face it and like it sucks it's gonna be disruptive at best and um I don't even want to think about it at yeah, worst, but it it's does, time to like it does suck, fucking buckle down and deal with it. <laughs> it does suck, but also like 
I think it's also a very healthy reminder that like we live in a larger world. Like we're part of a fucking global ecosystem, right? And this mm-hmm. is something that like we are all frankly um, a part of. We are all in this together. And this is like when you learn about teamwork. You can either <laughs> you can either say like, "Hey, I'm part of Team uh, Earth, and I'm part of like the human race, and this is what yeah. the human race needs right now." Or you can say, I'm an individual and I want to take my exercise classes. Yeah. Or you can say, I think it'll be fine if we just uh, limit all the foreigners from coming into this country. Right. Um, right. Uh, which, um, yeah, it turns out, uh, I don't think that's going to work that well. Not an effective um, strategy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess we'll, we'll see. Time will tell. But I'm pretty sure that um, telling uh, people that they <laughs> can't fly from... Uh, Europe to America yeah. is not going to um, miraculously erase the virus th- uh, that clearly already exists yeah. in America. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Bring this back to the NBA. A couple things. First right. of all, I mean, no one cares, but it's worth mentioning. The NBA is going to lose a fortune. Uh, this is going to be this yeah. is this is going to be a big economic thing for the league. No one needs to feel bad for the NBA. The league is in great financial shape, but it's worth noting, you know, while we're just like kind of getting our facts straight, like uh, a story going forward is uh, how much the coronavirus will take a toll on the league financially. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of silly and it's probably a sign of like in, like how much of a bubble I'm in. But um, the league just shutting down the season um, was kind of a tipping point for me where it was like just just because you it it kind of makes you realize like that was such a just disastrous fucking outcome for them um i mean you know at this point who like we don't know when they're going to come back um you know when they're going to resume i sort of like can't imagine how like, you know, the playoffs are a month away. So I've heard um, a couple things. Um, you know, these, like, arenas have events, right? They have events that go beyond the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. So I heard uh, this morning I've been listening and reading to different things that already different owners have reached out to the arenas. If they don't own, if the, you know, the owner of the team doesn't own the venue where they play, they've reached out to mm-hmm. the venue to request availability for as you know, late as July and August. So it's it's potential that we could just see the league push the playoffs into the summer. Yeah, yeah. just basically we I mean I mean frankly, it wouldn't be that much different than it already is. We we already talk about the NBA in August. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean that's assuming again that like this is kind of under control exactly. um by by August, which like I think that's pretty presumptuous, frankly. Like I don't know yeah. I, I don't know what evidence exists to believe that in two yeah, months, I mean, I guess will the be better than worse. But. In in China, the CBA shut down and and then resumed within ten weeks, which is actually sh- sort of shocking to me. Wow. Um, yeah. They're they're already back, um, which is encouraging. Like it is kind of it's comforting to 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 look at you know the the, the place where this started and be like, okay, well they're you know they shut down for ten weeks. Yeah, the CBA, the, the Chinese Basketball Association, um, and they and they've already resumed play now. Um, which, yeah, when I found that out, I was like, wow. Um, so, you know, I think that there's a chance like that this is, this gets kind of take, you know, not taken care of, but like, uh, confined, uh, you know, in in a couple months time, uh, controlled. 
but also like also i have no idea yeah 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 i mean also like right and some of the you know the measures that china had to take which you know i have no i have no fucking clue i'm talking out of my ass but um i think there's a strong chance that that it just doesn't that we don't come back this season at all um which yeah like when you think of the amount of revenue that the league is going to lose um and of course like that's fine like the players will be fine obviously like yeah. arena staff and hourly workers and stuff um are the much like bigger concern mm-hmm. um and uh i hope that um i wouldn't i never thought i would i I never thought that I would be saying this, but I hope that other owners take a cue from Mark Cuban, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, who who said last night that he would figure out a program to take to take care of uh, hourly workers, yeah. in the organization, exactly. um, because like obviously like those people and and anyone uh, you know who who is you know working paycheck to paycheck and and has a job where they can't work from home, can't telecommute, whatever. Um, like people are gonna fucking suffer. Like even if they're not. Uh, you know, even afflicted by the disease, this is going to create just so much fucking pain um, and hardship. And uh, yeah, so that uh, that sucks. I yeah, I mean, I just hope that uh, I don't know. Like, I was reading this article about uh, Taiwan uh, this morning and how they've dealt with it, um, which is like incredible. Like, they're basically. I read this article about how they've responded and and basically the infrastructure that they had in place, thanks to their experience with like SARS, I guess in twenty whatever that was, twenty twelve. They really, um, they really like had an in- infrastructure with you know a universal healthcare system, blah blah, blah all the stuff that obviously we don't have in America. <laughs> um, where they like were able to control it incredibly quickly. They have something like. I don't know. Wait, I don't want to like spout off numbers without. Um, oh, it's from NBC, not CNN. But uh, it's an article titled "What Taiwan Can Teach the World on Fighting the Coronavirus," and basically, it's just the whole thing about the lessons that Taiwan learned from 2003 was the SARS outbreak, um, and they just like set up this infrastructure and you know sort of changed their way of doing things in a way that has allowed them, even though they're obviously in close proximity to China. Um, Taiwan had. Uh, only 47 cases of COVID-19 and one death as of Tuesday, as of Tuesday, two days ago. Hmm. Um, And, you know, obviously like, I don't know, like numbers are, it's, I feel like weird being like, oh, look at those numbers, because obviously like that's what Trump has been doing and been like, been like, oh, our numbers are so low. Isn't that fantastic? But, and our numbers are not totally going to remain low, but misrepresentative um, of the truth. Yeah. Right. But Taiwan actually started testing immediately and like set up, um, you know, all these like sort of systems, um, uh, you know, testing people. And uh, there's a quote in here about how, so this is a quote from a, a government spokesman, a Taiwanese spokesman, um, Kola uh, 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 said that uh, she believes the country's health insurance system, which covers 99% of the population, has been crucial to fighting the spread of the outbreak. Quote, Taiwan's health insurance lets everyone not be afraid to go to the hospital. If you suspect you have coronavirus, you won't have to worry that you can't afford the hospital visit to get tested, she said. Quote, you can get a free test, and if you're forced to be isolated during the 14 days, we pay for your food, lodging, and medical care, Kola said. So no one would avoid seeing the doctor because they can't pay for health care. Um, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's like uh, plenty of political arguments that can be made at this point, um, which other people have been making. And 
you know, it's all obvious uh, and and just disheartening, but it like kind of needs to be said, like um, how, yeah, kind of how fucked up our system is and how it's not built uh, in any way to respond to this effectively. And I hope that, um, you know, there's other things that can be done that uh, that that help get us out of the situation. It seems finally like the government is taking a pretty you know, proactive approach to this. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's certainly, I don't know. It feels a little bit late, uh, and slow, but, uh, at this point, you know, I think another lesson that the, getting back to the NBA is how like no one told the NBA to do this. The government didn't say, um, Hey, and you know, sports leagues, like they just take, took their own action. Yeah. I think that's a big issue. I mean, I mean, I, I know we keep, uh, harping on the same, I think basic thing, which is like the lack of leadership from a governmental perspective, but frankly, like something I'm seeing in my everyday life, like a, a real issue, a problem is the, that people are taking their cues on how to behave basically from, uh, businesses you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like yeah so so people are saying and work you know like yeah. people are saying like well they haven't closed down this broadway show so they must think it's safe enough for me to be there so i guess i'll go or yeah you know like my office hasn't closed so it must be safe enough for me to go so i'll go or they haven't closed down the gym so it must be safe enough for me to be there so i'll go and right. what we actually need is like some sort of government intervention saying like, hey, actually, we know best and we're going to mandate that all these things close down to try to prevent the spread of disease, try to prevent the spread of this virus. And the, you know, the, the World Health Organization declared that the global spread of the virus is a pandemic And we need to, at this point, the WHO said, like, we need to urge leaders of nations to not give up on containment. That's the big thing. Like, the uncontrolled spread of the virus at this point could completely overwhelm healthcare systems, even in the wealthiest Mm -hmm. societies. So even here Mm -hmm. in the U.S., we should be focusing on containment um, because there's going to come a point where if we don't contain and control the virus and the number of people infected, at a certain point, you know, privatized healthcare systems are going to have to make a choice about who to treat first, which is going to be a very uncomfortable thing for people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, uh, we need more government leadership saying, hey, we need to close this down. Hey, you need to behave in such and such kind of a way, Um, just out of extreme caution. Even if you're healthy, especially if you're healthy, you should be quarantining yourself and staying inside to prevent the transmission of the virus to other people who are maybe not as uh, healthy, safe, wealthy, fill in the blank. Right, especially like if you have like any like sort of feasible means, um, you know, at this point, like I've decided I'm probably going to just take uh, myself and my family like out of Philadelphia and go up to Connecticut uh, where my uh, in-laws live and just like hang out there for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, because I can, which is incredibly fortunate. Amazing. And if you can, yeah. um, like you should do, like I would urge everyone to do the same. Obviously, a lot can, of people can't. They don't have home, that. You should, yeah. Yeah, if you can avoid going to a public space, uh, you should. Right. <laughs> um, for for a while, you know, I don't know for how long, but like now is the time to just be like, all right, you know what? Like this is this sucks. This is um, 
you know, it's already like sort of gotten to a point that I didn't sort of ever think was possible, but like we're here and now we need to like deal with it like adults and just be like, all right, what can we do um, to like fucking help uh, in, in any small way? Um, and yeah, like I said, a lot of people are are so much more like disadvantaged and, and in such a tougher spot and they have no choices. But like, if you have a choice, if you have any ability whatsoever, like just fucking act like an adult, do, do the safe thing, do the responsible thing. Yeah. Uh, don't touch all the mics and the recorders <laughs> on the, on the table. Um, like be a fucking adult about it and, um, and suck it up and, and like, you know, I, I'm pretty confident, like we'll get through totally. it, but only if everyone's like, acts like an just adult. kind of, yeah, just kind of like responsible, um, ben, uh, and not, and not selfish yeah. b- before we wrap up. Um, how does this affect fantasy basketball? What, what happens to fantasy basketball moving forward? How do you navigate the politics of fantasy basketball? Owners? <sighs> such, such an important question, Chris, yeah. one of the most pressing and, and urgent things that I've been thinking about today. Uh, is our fantasy basketball league that we are both members of. Um, I, at this point, don't think the season will be continuing. Um, I, I mean, does, do we, do we, do we suspend the league and resume in, uh, you know, in a month or two months? I mean, Um, the thing is, the thing is like, let's say the league is on pause for 10 weeks or three months. mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of rest, man. I mean, these guys, if the league comes back, everyone's going to be real rested is the thing. Right. So that's an exciting element, you know, from a fantasy basketball perspective. Uh, Well, one thing I think is kind of important, and I don't know if our commissioner, Billy Scafiri, is listening to this. If not, I'll probably be emailing him uh, offline. But um, I think it's kind of uh, smart for any fantasy basketball league to pause transit to just place a pause on any transactions Mm. so if you know someone like a you know ben simmons or a whoever else was is injured kyrie irving or or whoever is um is on a waiver wire um i don't i think i think it's it's kind of whack for people to be like rushing to like pick up injured players in the hopes that uh, i don't think you should be taking advantage of the situation in that way um uh i also think if the season does end um now listen chris i'll be honest with you uh, my team is currently number one in the standings. Um, uh, I have the best record. Um, and, you know, some people could say that that means that I deserve to be crowned the champion wow. for the season. However, however, Chris, um, I, as as a leader, uh, as someone who kind of views myself as something of a LeBron James of our league. Um, I, I, I want to put on the record right now that I think that if the season were to end, yeah. um, we should split the winnings evenly among the current eight playoff teams. That's where I'm at today. My mind may, might change, but um, and obviously I, I think a, a Democratic vote um, with a majority ruling is, is probably in order. But um, the position that I take right now is that is that the the pot the winnings should be split evenly amongst the eight playoff teams. I don't know how do you how does that square with you? Uh, I think it's an interesting proposal. I'd have to hear more about it to vote one way or the other. But my question for you is: Let's say you know, let's say that does get passed. How many mm-hmm. how many vetoes would be required to overturn that ruling? So if Billy said eight. Eight, eight, the eight playoff teams get paid out. How many, mm-hmm. no, how many nays does Nate need Nate to acquire yeah. in order to overturn that ruling? Would it be ten uh, vetoes or eight vetoes? 
Um, well, Nate's in the in the playoffs, is he not? Yeah, so I have to believe that he would be on our side yeah. of the the ledger there. I mean, we're in a fourteen team league, so eight is already a majority. Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, out of out of magnanimity, I I could say we just split it all evenly. Um, you know, I I at this point, I'm uh, I'm willing to um, to 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 be um, you know sort of um, a, a good team team player here okay. and um but uh but i do think it's important to to remind everyone that i am uh first uh in the standings okay. and uh loud and clear you know uh, okay <laughs> loud and clear all right ben i think uh we should wrap it up here i got some stuff to do but um yeah have a great day we will be you know we'll be continue to doing we'll continue doing the pod um yeah so. i was gonna say as one last point um and again i say this uh in jest and uh and in levity in some ways chris this is great news for us no, it's um, great. yeah podcasts could become the only form of human interaction that's right um uh and uh and so we're in a really strong position here that's right um you know if you are quarantined i, mean, I would recommend really you rate saying, and review yeah <laughs> please rate review and <laughs> give us those five show. stars um you know if you've got 14 days of free time on your hands we've got a whole library of episodes you could go back through over 100 at yep. this point um you'll be inside also, your apartment you have nothing to do but listen to us so you're welcome Let's, yeah, let's you can't go outside. That. You can't you can't speak to other humans, but you can listen to you can humans wash speak your to little you. Hands and listen to our podcast, all yeah. 112 episodes. That's right. That's right. Um, and and really, like um, <laughs> again, <laughs> thinking about this from a purely selfish perspective, um, this is kind of great because let's be honest, Chris, um, our our best work is usually done when there is not actual NBA news oh to discuss. God, I'm yeah. talking about our deep dives. I'm yes. talking about our drafts. Our wrestling, uh, guess, comps. Guess, yeah. guess what, folks? It's draft season again. Yeah. It's, deep, it's deep dive season oh, again. Oh, baby. Ugh. There might not be NBA basketball to watch. That's never um, stopped But us that before. just means that there is more history and and past for us to uh, to... to lose ourselves in and, and delve into. Um, That's right. So, yeah, the podcast will continue, obviously. Um, you can we rate, will not review, be stopping. subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you get Give podcasts. Give us those five stars. In each uh, link of, of, of each episode description, there's a link. Uh, click that. Go to iTunes. Go ahead and click five stars, and then write us a quick few words about how you found the show, how, how you're yeah. dealing with coronavirus. Tell us how, how we are helping you get through this crisis. Yes. Um, that's that's really the important thing. If you could we reference know. your your quarantine in the review, that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. If you reference your quarantine situation in the review, Ben and I will read it on the air. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe to the show. And I Stitcher. would love that. That'd be great. Yep, we've never Apple. we've never done a uh, a, a, a reading of reviews yeah. uh, episode. That could be fun. That could be a fun um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, keep them coming, everyone. Um, we will, we will continue. We will be there for you. Um, and uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, I guess uh, everyone stay safe out there. Yeah. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, we want everyone to to just uh, you know buckle down and 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 not panic and not freak out and just be smart and safe. That's right. All right, man. I will. Uh, I'll talk to you real soon. Stay safe. Keep washing those hands. I'll talk to you next week. Indeed. All right, right, Chris. See ya.
All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's show. My name is Chris Mandelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the show in Stitcher, iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Um, stay safe out there. Keep washing your hands. The NBA will be back before long. Ben and I will keep making uh, new episodes, so stay tuned, and we will talk to you next week.